0: Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast where we've got fan fest observations, new NFL rules, and a touching make-a-wish story coming up on today's edition of Locked On Panthers. How's it going, everybody? I'm your host, Bill Rossetti, covering the Panthers for the Panthers Wire. For those of you that are new, I've uh, been covering the Panthers, actually entering my second season covering the Panthers for Panthers Wire, also entering my second season here as host of the locked on Panthers podcast. So if you're a new listener, welcome, I hope you enjoy. Uh, I also cover the Cincinnati Bengals for Bengals wire. Uh, I just started that this year. This, this will be my first, uh, first season covering them as well. So very excited to kind of get the two of them to together, covering the two teams, especially come week three when the two teams play each other. So that's going to be really exciting. Uh, I also have a couple other stops that I've previously done. Uh, I've been with Bleacher Report for a couple of years back in the early 2010s, about 2011 to 2013. And I also wrote for a site called Dynasty Sports Empire, where I wrote uh, some pro football a little bit and also did some fantasy football, you know, being mostly a fantasy football site. It's also where I got my start doing bracketology, you know, kind of away from football a little bit. I also do some college basketball bracketology as well. I've been in the bracket matrix for Uh, Seven years now. Uh, Been doing Bracketology itself for eight years. Uh, Actually ranked seventh overall among all the veterans in the bracket project. So very excited to do that as well. Uh, So if you're a college basketball fan, like say North Carolina or Duke, that's something you can certainly keep an eye on as well for the upcoming season. Well, let's jump into it. So like we said, guys, a couple things we want to talk about here. FanFest took place Friday night, first practice at Bank of America Stadium. So we'll go over some couple notes with that. We'll talk about some of the new rules in the NFL this season as referees and officials were at some of the camps, including Panthers camp, discussing the new rules, talking about uh, or answering some questions, kind of trying to clarify some things. So we'll get into that. And then we'll get into a, a fun story From FanFest, about a 13-year-old make-a-wish kid that got to live his dream to be a Panther for a day. So we'll get into that a little bit. We're going to start first with just a couple of the the media observations, kind of tying a couple of them together. From Friday night's practice at FanFest. FanFest, of course, was the Panthers' first practice at Bank of America Stadium, or at least their first appearance at Bank of America Stadium this 2018 season Uh, they said fan attendance was pretty good but maybe a little down partly because the weather was a little bit down but overall it was a, a pretty pretty solid crowd for fan fest and overall it seemed like another solid practice for the panthers uh david tepper the owner was in attendance and now these are the words coming from the media observation I think this was from Panthers.com. They said he danced in the dark. Those were their words as uh, fireworks were launched. Uh, this was the end of practice. Firework. They treated the fans to a fireworks show at the end of practice. Tepper was there. He didn't really address the media or fans or anything, but he did uh, He did interact with some fans. Also had his dog with him, which was pretty neat to see. So it's really cool to see the new owner just get involved with everything And, you know, just chatting up with the fans, kind of being a fan himself. Again, if you've followed Tepper, you know that he does have some previous football experience already. He was a minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, of course, had to sell those shares when he eventually took over as full owner of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Some other notes that took part. Uh, Ron Rivera was quoted as saying, it was a good practice And the fans brought a lot of energy, which was, you know, and and that's always exciting to see. Of course, you know the fans coming out and uh, supporting their team, especially on just a uh, what was kind of a a dreary day. You know, even like Greg Olson said, uh, he said, "quote I think the weather had everybody a little nervous." And talking about there, there was a threat of rain, but it never came. But Olson said, "But we had a great night, a great crowd." It's always good to get a break from Spartanburg and play here at the stadium. Of course, the rumblings that are, we don't know exactly the future of Spartanburg, or at least the Panthers' training camp in Spartanburg. It sounds like there's a possibility that the Panthers are going to become one of those teams that stay at home, as it were, and practice in their, either in their normal practice facility or very close to their practice facility, you know, as, as we talked about before. So, you know, we'll see down the line, but like I said, it was a, a good fan turnout, uh, a good atmosphere down there at Bank of America stadium. Uh, two players uh, did not practice on Friday. That was Alex Arma dealing with a minor leg injury and Michael Polarty was also absent Uh, But as it turns out, Pilardi and his wife are expecting a baby very shortly, it sounds like. So that's obviously a a very valid reason to not be a practice, to be able to see the birth of your child. Uh, Ian Thomas continued his impressive camp. Uh, Greg Olson had a quote about him saying, he's everything you want. A rookie to be as far as his work ethic, his demeanor, his attitude, he absorbs everything. So obviously really great to continue to see Ian Thomas really stepping up, uh, especially with Chris Manhurt's battling injury. Uh, we knew Thomas was a solid pickup from the moment he was drafted. We knew in the pre-draft process that Thomas was going to be one of the better tight options. options. In this draft class. So, again, to get him in the fourth round, at the top of the fourth round, I think is going to be really good value. And certainly down the line, he's going to really develop that connection with with Cam Newton. So, good to see him getting off to a real good start. Obviously, he'll be one player that we'll all be really excited to see on Thursday when the Panthers make their preseason debut against the Bills. The Panthers had their first goal line camp or goal line drill of training camp, I should say. And C.J. Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, and Cam Newton all found the end zone throughout the drill, but linebacker Chris Frey helped us helped get a stop on Elijah Hood at the line, so that was kind of a, a win for the defense. In fact, in total, they noted that Christian McCaffrey scored five touchdowns during Friday's practice, though, of course... Of course, uh, full, you didn't have full contact throughout the practice, so they made a note that some of those touchdowns that McCaffrey scored probably would have been stopped at the line. But nonetheless, uh, another productive day for the running backs and for Christian McCaffrey. You know, good to see really all of them getting mixed in there at uh, at the goal line drill. Uh, Charles Johnson, the former. Panthers defensive end, longtime Panthers player there. Uh, he and his son were in attendance, so obviously a little bit of uh, a flashback there, as it were. So good to see him in attendance. Uh, Cam Newton, after practice, posted a video in reference to wanting David Tepper to put a logo, or put the Panthers logo, at midfield, of course. As you guys are well aware, the NFL Shield has been on midfield ever since the Panthers came into the NFL in 1995, and that was kind of Jerry Richardson just showing a nice gesture as kind of like a thank you to the NFL for awarding the Carolinas an NFL franchise. So for over 20 years, you've simply just seen the NFL Shield at midfield, but now the Panthers... Under new ownership, really want to see the uh, the Panthers logo in the middle of the field, and they actually there wasn't a logo at all during uh, during practice yesterday. So there was some question, you know, a little bit of eyebrows raised there. We'll we'll see. Obviously, I think it'd be really neat for the Panthers to finally get their logo at midfield. You know, it, it's just one of those things that really makes that field your field. Is to see your logo uh, at midfield. So, you know, certainly hoping that they could work something out and they can finally get it painted on there. So, uh, we'll see there. And then one last thing here, uh, talking quick about the Hall of Fame as well, because there's a couple Panthers connections as well. Uh, Jeff Beathard the college scout for the Panthers is the son of Bobby Bethard who had worked really closely with general manager Bobby Herney back in the day Bethard actually hired Herney in Washington in 1998 worked together there got to a Super Bowl same thing in the mid 90s when they worked together with the Chargers so a couple of Super Bowl a couple of Super Bowl teams there uh, Bethard of course was a longtime general manager on uh, Friday, of course, was when the class got their gold jackets. And Saturday today is the day that they will be inducted into actually inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that'll be exciting to see. So uh Beathard and Marty Marty Hurdy will be in Canton, Ohio for the induction ceremony for Bethard. And you've also got some connections with Brian Erlacher, the great line the great linebacker of the Chicago Bears. Obviously, it starts with Ron Rivera, the current head coach, who at the time was the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. So he he was working with Brian Urlacher for a long time, so there's that connection there. And, of course, Julius Peppers and Greg Olson are also former teammates of Urlacher's in Chicago, so they, too, will be in Canton, Ohio. Obviously, it's a... It's a very stacked Hall of Fame class, I would say. Beathard again, longtime GM. You have, like I said, Brian Urlacher, one of the greatest linebackers that we've seen. You have two of the greatest, two of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game in terrell Lowens and randy moss it's crazy to think i mean I, i'm 27 years old so a lot of these players are players that i grew up watching you know so it's just one of those things that kind of makes you feel old when you are watching guys like randy moss and Tara Lowens growing up and Now they're going to the Hall of Fame. You've also got, of course, Ray Lewis, so a pair of linebackers. That's why you had the Ravens playing the Bears in the Hall of Fame game for Ray Lewis and Brian Erlacher, two great linebackers. Uh, Jerry Kramer, uh, offensive guard back in the day, linebacker Robert Brazil. And then probably my favorite player in this class because I was a big fan of his growing up, Brian Dawkins. One of the greatest safeties we have ever seen. Uh, Extremely excited for him to take a spot in the Hall of Fame. So that, of course, is today the induction ceremony. So we'll take a quick break, talk about the new NFL rules, including the new helmet rule, the new catch rule. But before we get into that, i got to talk about one of our great sponsors over at Nordichack. Listen, I've been saying for a long time, I would love to get to the gym. I would love to find time to get to the gym. Uh, I think it would be really cool if I can get the gym to come to me. It would be great if I can find some motivation. And hey, NordicTrack can do that. NordicTrack has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, and strength. You can join high-energy, streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. You can join streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. You can start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand. Or you can even work out on the African safari. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. So listen up. Here's a special offer for you listeners out there. Get $75 off your NordicTrack purchase by visiting NordicTrack.com slash LOCKEDON and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and use the offer code LOCKEDON. spelled the same, one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N during your checkout and you can save $75 off your purchase. I mean, that's an amazing offer. $75 potentially off a treadmill or an exercise bike. Uh, very, and, and again, it's, it's a special, unique uh, website. NordicTrack.com slash locked on. You can go right in and get your get your discount, shop around, and start start building your way back up. So go visit that site today.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So let's jump back into it now. Let's talk about some of the new rules for the NFL this upcoming season. As coach, or as officials and referees were at various camps, including the Panthers camp this week, to kind of a- answer questions and try to clarify some of the new rules. Uh, the biggest rule change, of course, is the helmet rule. And it was one of the things that Ron Rivera talked about, because earlier in the week, he saw Rashawn Golden give a hit to Jarius Wright, and Rivera kind of warned him, saying, hey, that's going to be a penalty, just you know, be careful with that. Uh, he said... When I first saw it, I thought, oh, he led with the head. But when you go back and look at it, you can see he hits with the shoulder first. But think about it. I was pretty much in position where the referee would be. The new rule with the helmets is that it is now a foul to lower your head, to initiate and make contact with your helmet on an opponent. It's 15 yards and a first down if you lower your helmet and again – And the difference here is this is if you're instigating contact with your helmet. It does not include bracing for contact. If you're lowering your head to brace for contact, that's allowed. That is not a penalty. But if you lower your head to make contact with your helmet, that is a 15-yard penalty. And this includes all players on the field, not just defenseless receivers. So again, and that, that's just kind of going to be the the two focal points with the helmet rule. And you really kind of saw it in action on Thursday during the Hall of Fame game between the Ravens and the Bears. There were a lot of a lot of hits. There were a couple hits during the game that looked like they'd be clean tackles, but there's the flag being thrown because it looked like they were lowering the head. So, and, and all you saw on Twitter was a lot of negative reaction to this new rule. And you're, you're even seeing players, um, you look at Andrew Sandejo of uh, the Minnesota Vikings wearing a hat that said, make football violent again, obviously a play on, make America great again. He said he's worn that hat for a while, but now it has even more meaning because of this new helmet rule. Uh, players can also be ejected now f- from the new helmet rule. Uh, some of the, the things to watch the or some of the things that the referees are going to watch for to potentially eject a player will be if a player lowers his helmet to establish linear posture prior to initiating contact with the helmet. Or they'll also look if they're delivering a blow with an unobstructed path to their opponent and also illegal helmet contact when the contact was clearly avoidable and the player delivering the blow has other options. So those are the three things to look that they're going to look for again, establishing linear posture before initiating contact with the helmet, delivering a blow with an unobstructed path to an opponent or illegal helmet contact when the contact was clearly clearly avoidable and the player delivering the blow had another option. A couple other, obviously the other big rule change too was the catch rule, the Des Bryant rule, the Jesse James rule. They've tried to make it simpler. You know, in the past, of course, the wording was all convoluted. No one knew what a catch was. So now they've tried to make it simple. It is a catch if the player has control of the ball, they get two feet on the ground or another body part other than your foot or your hands. So say your knee, your butt, whatever the case may be, but two feet or another body part besides your foot or hands on the ground and you complete a football move, which they constitute as a third step or... Reaching for extra yardage, like, say, the Jesse James play where he reached over the goal line. You do those three things, ball control, body part on the ground, and a football move. That is a catch. So, for example, the Des Bryant non-catch would have been a catch. The Jesse James non-catch would have been a catch. Uh, You could argue the Calvin Johnson catch uh, many years ago would have been a catch. You all remember that week one I think it was 2010 uh, against the bears, but that's, those are the two big rule changes, the helmet rule and the catch rule. There's also going to be uh, a point of emphasis on illegal contact this year and a little bit too on pass interference. We've seen illegal contact be a point of emphasis in the past and the number of times it was called had skyrocketed. You know, it's, know for those that are unaware when it's a point of emphasis it's not really a rule change it's just a rule that they're going to enforce a lot more you know it's it's going to be you know it's just something they're gonna watch a little more closely and in turn it could very well mean that it'll be called a lot more than it has been in the past. You could see it called maybe twice or three times as many times As it was called last year. So that's going to be something to watch going forward. And it's really going to potentially affect the way offenses attack. Because you could see a lot more offensive attack. It it could be very beneficial to them. And it could hinder defenses. You know, with the crackdown and illegal contact, coupled with the new helmet rule, it's making things really difficult for defensive backs to basically do what they need to do and defend the pass or make tackles. So that's going to be something to watch, I think, especially in the early part of the season, as probably you're you're going to see some kinks here with all these rules as they try to work them out. So we'll take a quick break and come back with one more story about uh, the Panthers making a wish for a 13-year-old kid. But first we wanted to thank our other great sponsor over at Vivid Seats. Hey, fans, the NFL preseason is underway, and that means the regular season is right around the corner. Hey, it's it's fun to watch a game on TV, but wouldn't it be cool to even be at the stadium, for you guys to be at Bank of America Stadium to watch the Panthers in person? Well, guess what? Vivid Seats can help you do that. They're an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans with live entertainment and experiences that will last a lifetime. And they offer great prices for NFL games and live events. So here's an offer for you guys out there. Vivid Seats is offering you guys 10% off your first ticket order. And hey, 10% off a ticket order can, I mean, a few bucks, that's that's big time. 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. This is for new customers only, and the offer is good through the end of August. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. And the Panthers' first preseason game is Sunday, September 9th. So you could be there week one, kickoff weekend, when the Panthers host the Dallas Cowboys. So just go to VividSeats.com or download the app and enter the promo code On for 10% off your first order. The offseason is over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So one last story here we'll talk about before we get out of here. And it's a really neat story, I think, too. Uh, The Panthers helping make the wish of a 13-year-old. Corbin Senden, a 13-year-old from Eagle Ridge, Alaska, got his wish to be a Panther for a day. So, a little quick background on Corbin: like I said, 13 years old. He's battling hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is a rare cardiovascular disease characterized by abnormally th- an abnormally thick heart muscle. And Senden actually had ar- open heart surgery back in June. So the Panthers, in conjunction with Make, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, brought him into FanFest on Friday and let him be a Panther for a day. He actually signed a one-day contract, negotiated the contract with Marty Herney. He had his own press conference, talked quick, quick about the negotiation, simply said, uh, the negotiation was simple. I just said yes. and <laughs> So that, that was really cool. Uh, he chose the number 33 and they asked him why he chose 33. He said, it's my favorite number. And he mentioned, it's also his basketball number. Uh, so then after he signed his contract, he got to go on the field. He was hosted by Tory Smith and got to hang out with a couple of the other players. Uh, said, also said during his press conference, he went to five guys for lunch and he had a bacon and cheese hot dog. Boy, now I'm hungry for bacon hot dog. That sounds quite delicious. Um, and at the end of the day, he got to run in the final touchdown to practice, and Cam Newton then came up and scooped him up and paraded him in the end zone. It, it was a great time. Um, so great job there by the Panthers, helping out this 13-year-old kid. Obviously, it's you know a dream come, dream come true for him to be a member of the NFL. Be a member of an NFL team even for just a day. So, uh, a great heartwarming story here to to kind of end the week here and end today's show on a good note. So that's that's the note we'll end on. That's we'll wrap things up there. Uh, well, I want to appreciate you guys for sticking and staying with me. Uh, you know, still working obviously on improving a bit, but I. Starting to feel I'm getting a little bit better. Hope you guys can hang around and obviously I welcome feedback. I've been searching for feedback myself, uh, hoping that this is going to be a great season. Got a lot of info that I have now that I'm going to try to share some with you guys between that and obviously the upcoming season. I, I think it's going to be a, a real good year. So, like I said, appreciate the support, appreciate the feedback. As always, you can hit me up on Twitter at bill underscore Seti, that's r-i-c-c-e-t-t-e uh find the podcast on itunes stitcher wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure and hope you guys have a good weekend we'll be back next week to discuss more panthers football and start getting you ready we're less than a week away from the first preseason game. So we're going to start getting ready for that. So we'll do that next week. So again, have a good weekend, guys. Take care. We'll see you next time right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.